travel is not a movie. It's not a theme park. And the reason why, and I like, you know, I use profanity because, because nobody fucking cares. That's why. The fact that it's a giant pyramid pile of rocks, because that's what it really is, not interesting. Me being in front of it, who cares? I call that an experience multiplier. Hey everyone, very happy new year and welcome to yet another episode of Travel FM, a podcast which takes you on the journey to discover the undiscovered travel stories. And today we have with us Mr. Donald Mira, a photojournalist, a fellow podcaster. You should in fact check his podcast out. It's called The Traveler's Art. He's been to 68 countries and he's joined us today to take us beyond just the places that we do here on Travel FM. Today, he's here to share his wisdom, his experience, his learnings that he has gained over the years traveling around the world. So, hey, Donald, welcome to Travel FM. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And to anybody else that's listening, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're joining us. So, like, let's begin with you. Let's get to know you more. What's your story? Well, I was born in Germany mm-hmm. of, uh, from a, a Scottish mother and an Italian Sicilian father. Yeah. But I grew up in the United States, traveling both coasts and, and living there for a while. I spent a little time in the military serving, and then I got out yeah. and did a, a fairly good academic career in a Southern California College mm-hmm. University, and then went on to become a photojournalist kind of by accident. Uh, I found it just mind-blowing. I became a photojournalist (laughs) because I really wanted to affect change, to be part of something bigger than just myself. That's amazing. I wanted to be of service. Honestly, I used to say to myself, you need to contribute something more to this earth than when you flush the toilet. Interesting. All right. And so I became a photojournalist that really focused on social issues, a lot of issues on children and a lot of issues on women, women's rights, the treatment of women, women's upward mobility, women's right to choose, children's ability to get education, to not be part of the labor force. So I spent time in India. I spent time in Pakistan, Afghanistan, uh, Tajikistan, Central and South America. And I, I found and learned so much over the time. And one of the things that was of value to me in my process and, and my growth was the idea that it's very easy to make the assumption that what you know and yeah. what you've experienced in your hometown, your home culture is the only way. And that became very apparent over the years mm-hmm. that, wow, there's a lot of things wrong with my culture. Not wrong as in like bad, like like bad, bad, but just like that doesn't really make me happy. That doesn't really last for me. And those things are not really going to matter in the long run. And uh-huh. that created a philosophy. A, you know, a philosophy is like a tool set yeah. where you can think. And I really recommend a book to any of the listeners that can get their hand on it, even if it's shared by a group of people called The Socrates Express. Yeah. It's okay. a story of 12 different philosophers and what they can offer to us today. Interesting. There's a Japanese philosopher. There's a, a German philosopher. There's a Greek philosopher. There's a Russian philosopher. There's a British philosopher. All of these people have something to offer for us. And, and I kind of came along the same mm-hmm. path as a photographer 
where the the photos were just they were kind of the downstream effect of an upstream consciousness I, and and it didn't have to happen so i did that for mm. almost 20 years and the the industry the ability to pay my bills and feed myself really started to diminish uh, with the advent of the higher resolution cell phone, basically. That's so good. Um, and that's okay. You know, I believe, sure, okay. feel sad that something ended, but never feel more sad than grateful that it even happened because yeah. it didn't have to happen. So that's For kind sure. of how I got into it. I, I did a lot of different types of photography as an artist. And then I started getting more and more involved in aspects of photography, that less journalism mm-hmm. and more art driven and more philosophy driven versus uh, trying to kind of save the world because I realized that my efficacy in that particular channel, that particular way had been reduced beyond my ability to affect anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, My audience had disappeared basically, and they were all involved in social media and they were involved in echo chambers and, and the trappings of the modern social media platforms and their addictions, quite frankly. Well, I really loved your Never Giving Up attitude. And I would really like to thank you and congratulate, in fact, for being someone who's done so much for the people and issues that really matter, for being someone who brought out stories and attention to some of the most important issues in the world. I appreciate that. I I wish I could have done more. Yeah. But at the same time, something is always better than nothing. Right. And I think that's what travel offers us is the ability to change perspectives. Yeah. It allows us to expand our consciousness through experience because your experience defines your reality. So therefore, like True the breadth of your experience defines the breadth of your reality because you can't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And what travel allows us to do is expand that consciousness, to expand that experience base and to, to know more. And mm-hmm. by knowing more, we can think dimensionally meaning we can see different perspectives. If you don't know what it's like to be at the camel festival in Rajasthan, then you don't know the real smell of a camel. Just like if you've never been at the running of the bulls, you don't know what it's like when the bulls go by because it's really loud. So Mm -hmm. travel gives us the ability to expand our own reality. And if we can't travel because we have limitations placed on us, maybe it's financial, maybe it's cultural, maybe it's gender, which is tragic to hear, by the way. Uh, then there are other ways. Well, one, you can spend time every day trying to figure out how you how to go. That's one. And number yeah. two, you can also read and meet other travelers and grow. Sure. I think that's that's an important factor. There's more. There's more than one way to get to this place we're seeking. Also, you've been into photojournalism for twenty years. That's like a long period of time. And I'm sure that was like one of the building blocks of your life, of who you are. So what would you say, like, there was this one experience that actually impacted you and changed you as a person and your perspective towards life? I'd probably say my my time in the country of Haiti really had an impact on me. It really did. Mm-hmm. Um, um, living in Central America for a number of months with subsistence farmers that really sculpted values. Like, you know, these these people don't have much at all, but they play guitar and they sing and they drink beer and, and they play games. They, they live yeah. a good life. Would they like more? Sure. But it was interesting. They, they didn't have like huge families. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Somewhere down the line, they had kind of diminished their 
desire to have these large families. I think mm-hmm. some of it came down to the women saying there's just not enough food, right? Because yeah. um, it, it is a lot of a lot of work to to feed people. People don't realize that if you don't have mechanization and mm-hmm. the modern food supply infrastructure backing your life, things get very difficult very quickly. And yeah. and I, I learned that from from the people in Central America. Mm-hmm. You know, like travel is not a movie. It's not a theme park. Yeah. Let's just talk about what travelers do versus tourists. Travelers okay. curate and create their own trips. Travelers are patient and they're mm-hmm. focused. They're open-minded. They have an open schedule. They yeah. seek places that are hard to get to. They seek places that aren't very comfortable usually. Mm-hmm. They take the time to study and research. They know a lot about that culture they're going to beforehand. They don't yeah. take selfies. They don't really care about being in front of the Eiffel Tower with a photo. That doesn't matter. Yeah. And that goes to another, if, if I can remember, I'll, ta- I'll tell you why I think selfies are a colossal waste of time. But. <laughs> and ultimately, travelers are counting up and tourists are counting down. Travelers are saying, I've been on the road for nine months. Tourists are like, I've only got two days left and I'm on day nine. I got to get all this in. Mm. What we need to do to really get a lot out of that, because maybe you never take another trip again in your life, is you want to suck the bone marrow out of that bone. That You want all that that Southern Island has to offer. And the way to do that is to move gently, to move slowly, and to not rush. To journal and to take photos of the most unusual things that will conjure a memory. Maybe you pick up a spoon and you're like, that is actually a beautifully hand-carved wooden spoon. You take a photo of that spoon. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful dish, and so you write down the taste into your lo- into your travel journal. I still have my travel journal from when I went to Cambodia the first time. It's like a time machine. Mm-hmm. I'm going back in time. Every memory that I had forgotten floods back into me mm-hmm. as if I'm literally in a time machine. Why would I jeopardize that based on a huge bucket list of things I have to check off and do and do and do? Uh, so why are selfies a colossal waste of time? <laughs> yeah. I remembered because I want to pa- pass this on to everyone that is, and the reason why, and I you know, I use profanity because, because nobody fucking cares. That's why. Okay. If you show me a photo of yourself in front of the Eiffel Tower, do you yeah. know what? I don't care because I've been there. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't there, I'm not going to think about how you got to go there and how great it is for you. I'm going to be thinking, shit, I wish I got to go. Well, let yeah. me talk about a place I want to go and I'm not going to think about you. The truth is the selfie means nothing. It's counterfeit. And like the counterfeit, it's valueless. Your travel experience is not about anybody but you. So you just keep it to yourself, okay? If I show you 300 selfies of me around the world, the only thing you're going to think about, and I know that, is to say, shit, I wish I could have gone. Are you thinking about me? Right. You're not thinking about me. You don't care. And that's totally okay. It's totally okay. And it's appropriate. Why should you care about me in front of the Eiffel Tower? However, if I come back having had a coffee on the Champs-Élysées and mm-hmm. watching the, the Tour de France come flying by mm-hmm. and we meet and I say, I have to tell you this story about what it sounds like when 200 of the fastest bicyclists go by you at a mm-hmm. cafe. This was amazing. That has value. For sure. Or if you come back to me and you said, 
you know, Don, I went to Sri Lanka. I had this meal. Mm -hmm. You have to go to this restaurant. You have to try this. Please let me know what you think. Mm -hmm. Let me describe this to you. I will care. But if you go, here I am in front of the pyramids, <laughs> my response is yay for you. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Actually, I always talk about it to everyone. It's not about what you see. It's about what you experience, how it makes you feel and how well you learned about the place, the locals, the culture. That's what matters. That, that's like what really, really matters. And that what actually strengthens your whole yes. experience in life. I have never been sculpted. Well, that's not never. <laughs> Seldom have I been affected or sculpted by monuments, okay. but rather by monumental moments that are often found in the back streets and alleys, mm -hmm. at the cafes, the cathedrals, at the smaller temples and through conversations and observation mm -hmm. because people made the pyramids. I've been yeah. to the pyramids and what's astonishing to me is not the fact that they're there or anything. Mm. It literally was the fact you could not push a piece of paper between the stones. Mm -hmm. Now, how in the world did human beings do that mm -hmm. 7,000 years ago? That to me is more interesting. Mm -hmm. The fact that it's a giant pyramid pile of rocks, because that's what it really is, not mm -hmm. interesting. Me being in front of it, who cares? Yeah. But if I tell you a story or I show you a photo of, how about this? I took a photo of my actual ticket trying to slide it into the paper and it's crinkling. Yeah. Have I told you I've been to the pyramids? Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm not in the photo because I don't mm -hmm. need to be because I just was, I told you I was there indirectly by mm. sharing something that's interesting. Me being there isn't interesting. What I experienced yeah. there and share it, show it or encourage it that's interesting and that has value for, sure. for you. Leave your cell phone in your bag, turn it off, get a camera, mm -hmm. take photos, and don't put yourself in it. It's a waste mm -hmm. of time. I remember the very, the first real trip I went on. Yeah. I was so high, like, ex like just ecstatic <laughs> yeah. about being in this new place. It was so amazing to me. It was like, wow. Yeah. And it wasn't like a monument. It wasn't like I was leaving from the state of Florida in the United States and traveling to, you know, La Paz, mm -hmm. Bolivia. I mean, it was not even close to that. It was, I lived in Florida and I went to the Bahamas, <laughs> Ooh, you know, oh, wow, wow, big deal. All oh, that to me was just like, the water's so clear and oh yeah. my God. And, and I, I did so much work to save the money to be able to go. Mm -hmm. And I ran out of money. It's so great. I mean, it was like, Everything that could have gone wrong on a trip went wrong. I yeah. lost my wallet. I lost some money. I got sick. I stepped on a sea urchin. I got bit by some weird fish. I okay. almost got hit by a car. I had a coconut fall on my leg. I, yeah. You name it, it happened to me. Right. I, but the whole thing is a vivid memory of pure, raw adventure. You know, In my podcast, The Traveler's yeah. Art, I talk a lot about the trips I've taken and what their ethos are, what their values are, what mm -hmm. is the philosophy coming out of that? And, you know, I've had some of the most incredible experiences. Your podcast sounds like a must listen then, but coming back to selfies, I think that's how social media today is surviving. Like that's how you do it. Like that's how people are actually getting to pursue a lot of careers. But again, that's how, uh, We've been doing it lately. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, 
I'll tell you. Um, six years ago, I went to a small little archipelago, an island chain off the coast of uh, mm-hmm. Bali, which is one of the 14,000 islands in the Indonesian archipelago. Uh, if you combined all the landmass of Indonesia, it'd be the same size as the United States, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like 35 different cultures. There's like 17 different languages. It's a really interesting place, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I was just off the coast of Bali, and they they were called the, the I was on this island called Island. Um, uh, Nusa Lemagon. Okay. And next to it was another one. Nusa means island in, in Indonesian. The other mm-hmm. one was Panita. Well, when I went there six years ago, Panita was like, there was like one dive shop, four restaurants, and no one was there. Yeah. Well, in just the span of five years, because I was in Indonesia for over a year recently, mm-hmm. span of five years, 25 dive shops had loaded up. And there's so many places to stay that they actually don't fill them. And they created an Instagram-friendly location. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating to see the number of people that took that photograph to the point where as soon as I <laughs> yeah. saw what the background was, I just was like, no, I don't want to see okay. that again. I don't want to see that again. I'm like, oh, you're just one of those people, right? Mm-hmm. So when I, when, I left, when I left photojournalism as a full-time job, mm-hmm. I started doing a lot of portrait work. And I really focused on uh, women of influence. Meaning that they were really, they were really, you know, single mothers who had no family support and what they were doing and things. And I'll Mm -hmm. never forget, I said to them, listen, I don't want to photograph you. Mm. I want to learn who you are and Mm. then create a photograph to represent that. Mm. I I encourage anyone that has any desire to expand their consciousness, to grow, to learn about culture. There's more than just one way. And the easy way is inherently the cheesy way, the weak way, the bad way. Yeah. It, it takes work. The root word of travel in English means work. Mm-hmm. Like it means to work because you had to, it takes a lot of work to travel. Right? Yeah. And so I recommend that they find ways to grow the travel experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times when I was doing photo projects, I would do research for almost 30 days straight before I left. Mm. There's incredible travel literature out there. Maybe a group of four people can get together. They can each pitch in and and Mm. get a book and they all share it and they all talk about it. That's a part of travel. That's Mm. part of discovery. That's part of growing. Yeah. I think, you know, and you also will find out things to learn. What are you interested in? Maybe, you know, maybe you're really interested. Maybe if your friend, you have a friend that's from Goa, they they really want to learn more about Portugal Mm because it was such a, it was a Portuguese colony, right? Well, the architecture in Goa is going to be really, It's they would say, oh, it's Portuguese. But is it like the, the architecture mm-hmm. of the Azores, which is Portuguese? Is it like the architecture of Lisbon? Is it like mm-hmm. the architecture of the, it's going to be different. Maybe that's their interest. And they, wow, mm-hmm. what an incredible journey to study the architecture of the Portuguese and Portuguese colonies. You yeah. can do that at home. And then you can, fi- if you can find a way to actually go there and see it. Uh-huh. Think of all, think how much more valuable your experience will be because of the pilgrimage you did with books and writing yeah. and research. I call that an experience multiplier. Well, agreed. That puts travel to like a whole new perspective. And code of it remains learning for sure. That's right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Traveling is, is, is a craft. It's an art form. It's a philosophy. Yeah. Tur- tourism is just entertainment. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. episode uh, 
on my podcast called uh, Intentions kind of addresses that. Mm-hmm. All uh, Just a little bit about the podcast. They're not in sequential order. Sure. They all just cover a topic. And the topics are inherently not very descriptive on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's so that you can immerse yourself in the story and garner something. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear from, I respond to every email I get and I write a yeah. legitimate letter back to you. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. just write a single sentence. Well, in your case I did, cause mm-hmm. I said, I'm online, ready to go. I mean, that makes sense, right? <laughs> You're not going to write like a nine page yeah. paragraph or something or, or nine yeah. line paragraph, but I respond to everybody. Always. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if somebody's really excited and keen and they want to do a video conference, I'll do that too. I'm here for anybody that wants mm-hmm. to, anybody that's one to sit and listen to me talk, <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, for sure. And yeah, honestly, your message for the collaboration was for sure the most interpersonal oh. message I've ever received. Well, thank you. I No, thank you for real. And I would really like to thank you for coming to Travel FM, sharing your story. This episode in particular has really been perspective changing. It made me think and look beyond things differently. And I hope all of us who are listening to this take something from it and somehow learn how to make their experiences more wholesome. Oh, I am... uh... Very happy to be on your podcast, and I'm honored to be included. And if anybody needs to get a hold of me, it's really easy. The Travelers Art at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. <laughs> thank, thank you very you, much. Thank you so much. And before you go, our listeners have an option to be the part two. So if you have an exciting travel story of your own, or you finally want to do justice to the Travelers tag mentioned in your Instagram bio, Mail us at travelfmteamatherdaygmail.com and we'll get in touch with you and we're going to get your story out for the world to hear. And until next time, follow us, share with your friends, give us the feedback and I'll see you. Bye!